Hello and welcome to the DFB podcast. This is episode four. I am AJ Wolf. I write DisneyFoodBlog.com and I'm here with my co-host Brad Johnson from WDW for GrownUps.com. Hello, everyone. And uh, so, Brad, what do we have going on on this week's podcast? Well, I thought that we've worked pretty hard and that we should probably just take this one off. Yeah, no. relax, we can, just chill. We can't. It's been so long since our last one. Yeah, she never likes my ideas. So what we'll do instead on this episode is we will start off with a little Disney news, as we like to do. Summer's coming up, and there's a lot of new restaurants opening and a lot of new news, so there's quite a lot to talk about there. Then we're going to move on to our main segment, where we will talk about restaurants with noteworthy atmosphere. After that, we'll take a few more reader questions, then we will do some trivia, and then we will probably go with my plan, which is to just kind of chill after that. Yeah. That sounds good. All right, then. Well, then let's get right into it and go with the next episode of the DFB Podcast. Yay! Now it's time to dive into some Disney food news. One of the more recent and exciting developments is that Starbucks is coming to Disney parks. AJ, what do we know about this? Yeah, so Starbucks is on its way to Disney parks. Uh, some would say finally, and others would say, oh no, we're getting a lot of um, different feedback. But Starbucks will be in all six domestic Disney theme parks uh, pretty soon. It's launching this June in... Um, in Disney California Adventure at the Fiddler, Pfeiffer, and Practical Cafe on Buena Vista, Buena Vista Street, which is the entryway to California Adventure. So, you know, I'm not a crazy Starbucks. You know, there's some people who this just probably made their year because they're so, they love Starbucks. I don't, you know, I don't love or hate Starbucks, but I can tell you that having some other options for coffee in, in the parks is not going to be all bad. You know, that yeah, there's, I there's, think that's right. There's, there's some bad coffee out there. And if this replaces some of it, that's all for the best. <laughs> there's some bad coffee. There is. There is some bad coffee going on out there. Yep. There's some good coffee too. We should do a podcast about coffee in Disney. That's a good idea. We should do that. All right. What's next? Some more exciting news that I was reading about recently on the Disney Food blog and seeing some excellent coverage of was the upcoming Cars Land restaurants. Yeah, so the Cars Land, uh, Cars Land, Buena Vista Street, and everything else in Disney California Adventure over in Disneyland will be opening on June 15th, including two great restaurants, um, Flo's V8 Cafe and the Cozy Cone Motel. And uh, we got the chance to go and experience the food, do a tasting there. Um, and so we've got all of those reviews on the blog. If you just want to check those out, they're they're very, very cool. Very interesting food. Yeah, Heather did a great write-up of all those things. Yeah, she did. In other news, we've got you got to get take a little look at the Art of Animation food court coming up. Did you not, AJ? Yes, I did. I got to go to the Art of Animation, which is uh, – Opening pretty soon here, um, at least the first phase of it in Disney World. It's the newest Disney World resort, and the uh, the food court there is really, really um, something like you've never seen before. It is, it's got uh, items that you don't see at, at normal food courts, and stuff that's really kind of out of the ordinary. So it's really fun. But anyway, we've got a walkthrough, including menus and everything else. Uh, a video on the blog. You can go check that out. It's going to be really, really fun. There are a lot of things that I imagine not seeing at normal food courts. My imagination runs wild. <laughs> just, just think a are little bit. Are there elephants? No, there's no elephants. Oh. But just think a little more, a little more exotic. Um, elephants. 
No, no, you're not going to eat any elephants. No, I just thought maybe there were elephants roaming about. You may see some elephants in the Lion King area of the food court. I... But I doubt it. Okay. Well, then let's talk about another thing that's opening up in Disney World, which is Tuto Gusto. Yeah, Tuto Gusto is now open. Uh, I was at their grand opening event um, in early May. Now, this is a basically a little wine bar that is next to Tuto Italia in the Italy Pavilion in Epcot. They're serving small plates, kind of tapas-sized portions of food, great cheeses, great meats, um, amazing pasta. I, I really, really liked it. And there's this great, there's this really awesome cavatappi with like potatoes and prosciutto and cheese. Oh, it's amazing. But of course, wine as well. Um, it's a small little mini restaurant. And you can't make reservations. You just go, you just kind of first come, first serve, walk in. It is, it is a sort of table service, though. They will come take your order. And uh, don't forget to try the great wines as well. And is Tuto Italia open now again as well? Yep. Tuto Italia is open uh, with a new refurbishment. They've got lots of booths in there now, which we've never seen before. They did keep the murals on the walls and they changed up the menu a little bit. So definitely worth a try. And then I've also noticed that there's some news about La Nuba and House of Blues. Tell me about those. Right. Okay. So if you go to Disney World between May 7th and June 30th of 2012, so pretty much now, um, you have the opportunity to do a dinner and show package at House of Blues and La Nuba. So the tickets that you would get would be Category 2. It's $99 for adults, and I think it's $89 for children. Um, it's a pretty good deal for you know the show and dinner. Um, but anyway, the information for that's on the blog as well. Excellent. And then finally, we've got some new news about the Eat to the Beat concerts. Right. So the Food and Wine Festival, the Epcot Food and Wine Festival, is coming up this fall. Uh, starts on September 28th. And we now have the official information about the Eat to the Beat concerts. Lots of brand new folks coming, like Smash Mouth and Blues Traveler will be there. Dennis DeYoung, who's from Styx. Yeah. If you remember some Styx action. So lots of good, and then lots of good returning ones that you you guys are all looking forward to. I know, um, like Howard Jones, which, yay. He's the bomb. Whatever. So, okay. So that's uh, that's what's going on with Eat to the Beat. And hopefully we'll get some more Food and Wine Festival information soon. Excellent. And then one other thing I wanted to make mention of is I noticed uh, that the DFB store has launched where we can get all of your awesome ebooks. Yes. So we have put up a brand new website called dfbstore.com. Pretty easy. And that's where you can get all of our all of our Disney dining ebooks as well as discounted bundles of ebooks. So if you want to get more than one for a discounted price, you can do that at that store as well. What if I don't want a discounted price? Too bad. You're getting the discounted price. That's how it is. All right. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I think that's a wrap-up for our Disney news for this week. Yep, I think so. I mean, there's, there's lots more happening, but we don't want to take up all your time. So we got a great question from a listener named Nicole. Oh, what does Nicole say? Nicole wanted to know what restaurants have the best atmosphere and go the extra mile as far as theming, looking at park dining specifically. Ooh, that sounds interesting. And we thought that that was a great question, but that we probably couldn't answer it in the reader question section. So we thought we'd take a whole segment just about that particular question and do a rundown of which restaurants are 
kind of noteworthy for their atmosphere. Okay, so we're looking at just theme parks, just not, theme not resorts. Parks, not resorts. Okay. All right, cool. What so, are we what are we starting with? Let's start at the Magic Kingdom. MK. Where all things great start. Well, sort of. All right, why not? And what is your pick for a noteworthy atmosphere restaurant in the Magic Kingdom? Okay, so I'm going to go with and I know that I know that this is a love hate but I'm going to go with Cinderella's Royal Table. You're taking the lazy answer. Just go with the one that's in the castle. I'm going with the one in the castle. Yeah. You've heard me say it before. The eating in the castle is a special experience for anybody. I don't care how kind of jaded you are. It's, it's a good experience. Um, and it's definitely, when it comes to atmosphere, that's where this place shines. And I think people hate on cinderella's royal table a little bit just just because it's expensive like it's I don't very think, expensive I, I don't think they hate the food as much as they think they do i think they hate the price is, yeah. is the main thing that they hate there. And, the, and hating the price can make me hate everything yeah, else that's right you know, but uh you know obviously the atmosphere is the selling point there i'm gonna pick for mine i'm gonna go a little a little more off the beaten path and go with just a favorite of mine across the board which is liberty tree tavern yeah and, yeah mm. that 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 one is just to me the epitome of I just want to sit in there and see all the all the colonial stuff and and all the cool things that are going on in there and it doesn't hurt that the food is really good as well. See, you know that's subtle theming because you don't actually know what's going on in there until you really look around. Like you don't know that each room is themed to a different historical figure that's foreshadowing right there there's going to be a trivia question about there will be a trivia question about this but but it's true you a lot of people go in and out of liberty tree tavern and never really take in the kind of um imagineering that went into that restaurant so i agree with that one totally as long as you can take the time to really look around excellent so now let's move on to Disney Hollywood Studios. Do you have any suggestions for atmosphere in that park? Yeah, I think when I think about atmosphere, Hollywood Studios is where my brain immediately jumps because you've got Sci-Fi Dine-In there, yeah. which to me is the ultimate in Disney imagineered restaurants. It really it really is is well done. I mean and and the food there is not bad, but it's definitely, you know, it's another one where you're going to probably want to do it once, but maybe only once, you know, that it's, it's, it's a, because it's, it's definitely a, it's something you should at least experience once, even if you're not wild about the food or whatever. Yeah. And for those of you who don't really know kind of what that is, it's essentially a drive-in movie theater indoors. So there's a whole bunch of convertible cars and you're sitting in the car to eat your food. Now you have a little you have a little table in front of you, but you are sitting in the car to eat your food. There's a giant movie screen in front of you showing kind of B movies <laughs> showing B movies or or kind of like um what what adjective would you describe the movies? B movies is good. B movies is good. Okay. Of like monster movies and horror movies and funny things like that. And also, you know, little commercials that you would have seen at the drive in back in the day. So that's really, really fun. And up above you is a starry sky, and there's a concession stand behind you. It's really well done. Yeah, it's really fun. So in the same general vicinity over there, there's also 50s Primetime, which is not – it's it's cool. It's an experience overall. Basically, it's it's done up uh, like your mom – it's supposed to be your mom's kitchen. And, uh, you know, all of the people who wait on you are supposed to be your family. There's TVs at the table, and it's done up, you know, very uh, – 
very much like a, a classic style of uh, tables. Yeah, so it's it's like you're sitting in your mom's kitchen back in the 1950s. and Interaction is kind of the focus there, right? That It's not a great place to go if you're super shy and don't want to be drawn out of your shell or something like that. You know? Right. The servers will definitely get on you if you're not eating your vegetables or if you're putting your elbows on the table. It's really, really fun. Every once in a while, someone will end up standing in the corner or singing the I'm a Little Teapot song as, uh, as punishment for doing something bad. So I think it's really fun. I have a really good time when I go there. Plus, the food's pretty good. Yeah, not as good as it used to be with the lack of the Bourson cheese. But Yeah, there's know. no Bourson cheese there anymore, but have the fried chicken. The fried chicken's good. All right, now let's move on to an easy place to, to find uh, lots of atmosphere is Epcot. Yeah, over in Epcot, I think, again, another, another place that I think is a standard atmosphere restaurant is San Angel or San Angel in, in Mexico. That place... Again, you're in you're indoors, but it's supposed to be themed to an out an outside kind of Mexican square. And it's really it really sells it too. It's well done. Again, that you 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 feel like you are kind of in a in a Mexican marketplace. Yeah, know, marketplace. And you're there's uh the rides going by on the water in front of you. You've got like uh, El Gran Fiesta going by in front of you on the water and. Um, so it's it's really it's a lot of fun. Now they just upgraded this restaurant a little bit. They put like tablecloths on the tables and And they looked like they changed the seating to where it wasn't you were kind of a little closer to your to your neighbors. Is yeah, that, is that the seating, actually the case? I haven't been there since they've done that. The, the seating is in rows now instead of kind of uh haphazard. So you are a little bit closer to your neighbors, which I don't like at all. Um but yeah, I'm And your neighbors of, don't really like that either. So. Yeah, your neighbors don't like sitting that close to you. But you I'm specifically getting, right. <laughs> But I'm getting good reviews, and I think that the uh, the the menu the menu has been upgraded a little bit, so uh, it's definitely worth a try on your next visit. Now I'm going to pick one that is just like I think that the the Morocco Pavilion is just beautiful all around. Like they do all kinds of great atmosphere in there, and then if you go to Marrakesh, not only do you have all that great theming of the actual restaurant, but then you've also got the the belly dancer going on and all kinds of stuff. And, and, and another one where the food is really good as well. So that's a, that's another good pick for someplace that has a, an atmosphere. It's got a little element of a show to it and everything like that. Yeah, it does have a show. And that, that place is a little, um, it, the food is going to be a little exotic for many folks because it is no elephant though. No elephant. It is North African food. Um, so it's going to be a little exotic, but if you know, don't worry, you can find something you like, I guarantee. And they, and I'm sure that they get tons of people in there who have special requests. So um, definitely try it out, though. It's a beautiful, beautiful restaurant. We got any more from Epcot? I don't know. I'll pick one then. I will go with uh, Rose and Crown because that's another, like, cool – I mean, A – you can see you can be sitting right down by the fireworks, which is awesome atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, totally awesome but atmosphere. It's also done up nicely, like a like a a, a British pub, right? I mean, well, it's got you know, a good when feel. I, yeah, and when I go into the pub there, even just the pub specifically, and not even the restaurant, I do feel like I'm back in a pub in in England. You know, I mean, it's 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 usually packed. It's a lot of fun. There's entertainment. Very cool. Definitely hit Rose and Crown. So let's do Animal Kingdom now. What do you got for me in the Animal Kingdom? So Animal Kingdom, I, you know, there aren't a lot of tables for his restaurants there, but I think the ones that are there are very well themed. And I'm going to go with Yak and Yeti. It's one of those restaurants, again, that you just want to explore. Yeah, I mean, they've lots got to look at. Yeah. lots of things to look at. Um, you know, Asian-influenced food. You've got Asian-influenced decor. Um, and really like Southeast Asia more than anything else. But anyways, very, very cool. 
Um, and then also Tusker House is, I mean, it's not the most overly themed, but you got the, the characters there are particularly, I, I love the safari outfits and stuff like that. The so. characters there are fun. And I think that that particular restaurant, again, has a lot of hidden elements of theme that you're not necessarily going to see if you just go for lunch and leave or go for dinner and leave. So explore, definitely look around the different rooms and look at the things that they have on the walls. Um, that is a, a, a more African feel to it. So it's it's awesome. I, I just love all these restaurants. And then let's talk about downtown Disney. What do you got in downtown Disney? So the ones that immediately come to mind to me in downtown Disney, as far as theme, are T-Rex Cafe and Rainforest Cafe. And the first thing that most people are going to tell you when you talk about what the, the pros and cons of those restaurants is they're going to list as a con the loudness. I think that the other day we asked we asked somebody for advice on, I think, and uh, they said to bring earplugs. You know, right, right, right. Those restaurants are pretty loud. I think T Rex is a little bit louder than Rainforest Cafe. I couldn't agree more. On... And I, like, I, I think it's louder, and I think the like the loudness in Rainforest Cafe comes from like a rainstorm, which is kind of like you know soothing white noise. Whereas in T Rex, you're you're getting a meteor shower, which yeah. is a little less like. I don't consider that that soothing. Maybe it's just me, but meteor shower, you <laughs> know, like meteor apocalyptic showers. meteor showers that end the age of the dinosaur have never really been like my like, you know, zen. yeah, it's never been zen for me. But if you're at Rainforest and you happen to be seated by the gorilla, that's going to be loud. So you if you have someone who doesn't like loud noises, say, you know, could we maybe be seated in a, in a, in a quieter area of the restaurant? That's but, a great DFB podcast tip. If you go to T-Rex or, or Rainforest, see yeah. if you can ask for the quietest it's not going to be quiet, but no. at least the quieter, the quieter places, places. places that you can sit. But those places are overly themed. I mean, they are themed from stem to stern, top to bottom. You are in the rainforest. You are in the, you know, ice age. Like there's an actual ice cafe at, at T-Rex that you're sitting inside an ice cafe and it, all, it changes colors while you're eating. So your food gets to be all weird colors. Which is what we all want, really. I, you know, I always, I always I wish that. my food. Oh my gosh, I hated that. I do not want my food to be like blue and purple. Oh, it's a yeah, nice blue pallor to your, uh, to your food, you know, always makes it taste a little better. But anyway, your kids are going to freaking love those restaurants. And then uh, also honorable mention to Fulton's, like, you know, you got a nice view sitting there. It's a, it's, you well, know, kind it's, of a, I mean, it's a big boat. Yeah. I mean, anybody wants to go sit on a big giant, I mean, that's seriously, anybody wants to go sit on a big giant steamboat and eat your dinner. So, um, so that's a fun place to at least, you know, think about eating. So now let's think about some options in Disneyland. So Disneyland, again, the one, the one that always pops up to mind is Blue Bayou in Disneyland, uh, Disneyland Park specifically. Again, this is a lot like San Angel Inn in Mexico where you're sitting by the water. Pirates of the Caribbean goes right by this restaurant. It's dark inside, but it's supposed to give you the feel that you're outside. It is very dark. They tend to do that a lot, the inside outside thing. Yeah. Um, but the atmosphere is very romantic, assuming you're not sitting right next to the kitchen and, uh, someone's bitter. (laughs) <laughs> I had a bad right next to the kitchen experience at Blue Bayou, and it was just it was bad. But uh, ask for a ta- ask for a waterside table. You may have to wait a little bit longer, but it's a it's it's worth it. That is a cool restaurant. I, I think it's really worthwhile. And then, of course, there's also there's another Rainforest Cafe at Disneyland. If you didn't get enough Rainforest Cafe while you were in Disney World, you can go and yep. and do some more. That one's in downtown there. Disney. Yep. And I think that one looks the coolest from the outside. It's got all kinds of cool like torches and stuff on the outside that, that, that like it looks to me pretty cool. It's pretty neat. All right, then. So I think that's pretty much our rundown of atmosphere. Obviously, there are some probably some more options, but I think those are the ones that stand out to us as kind of the most noteworthy. Yeah, and we'll have to hit 
counter service atmosphere at some point as well because there's a lot of a lot of good at- atmospheric counter service restaurants out there too. So that'll be for another time, but that that covers our coverage of this <laughs> or something. <laughs> yeah. So if you can think of any more, let us know in the comments on the on the DFB podcast page. Great idea. Now it's time for reader questions. Yeah. So we will start off with a question from April W., who would like to know, just wondered if you could give me some advice about ordering off the menu for my picky five-year-old. On our next trip, I would love to experience Ohana, Liberty Treaty Tavern, and the Garden Grill at Epcot for dinner, but even the kids' picks listed won't be of interest to my kiddo. What do you got for her? Good question. So if you have a super picky eater... What I always like to say is anything that you see on the menu, they have back there in the kitchen. So you can always say, could I get a side of macaroni and cheese? Could I get a grilled cheese sandwich? Could I get, you know, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? They can they can do that for you and they will do that for you. So don't be scared to go to any Disney restaurant if you have a picky eater. They can create something for you that will work. Rest assured, you are not the first person to make that request. There's lots of picky eaters out there. Yep. So two of the ones you mentioned there, like Liberty Tree Tavern and Garden Grill, you know they've got they've got macaroni and cheese, they've got grilled meats. You know they can they can do them boring for your you know like they can do them however however your kid needs them to to eat. And if yep. and like you said, I mean I think most of them will, will probably get your peanut butter sandwich if you if you absolutely need one yep probably and you know just just chat with your server beforehand if it's a dire circumstance that your kid will only eat purple food or your kid will eat nothing but rice or something like that if you're if you're going through a phase like that then call the disney special diets line ahead of time you can find that information on my blog over on the sidebar it says um you know specialty diets call them ahead of time and say this is a situation with my kid can i make sure that you have that stuff in the kitchen when i get there and they will do that for you great answer so don't worry about it it's going to be okay it's all going to be all right yeah then melanie would like to know as someone who is not very adventurous when it comes to dining what are your thoughts on trying gico again it's kind of the same answer here um Gico is a great restaurant. They're they're playing with a lot of different um, ethnicities of food, um, a lot of African options there. But they can make things with not as much spice. You can ask them to take off kind of some of the flavorings. Um, they've got you know they've got pretty standard food there. They've got steak. They've got fish. They've got macaroni and cheese. The fillet there is is really good and very straight ahead. Now there are, there will definitely be dishes that if you're not an adventurous eater you mm-hmm. will not like. There are there are definitely some some things on there that you you will not like. But you could also probably doctor up some of those flatbreads and stuff like that yep. to, to get something you know get it down to something a little less. Uh, uh, Scary. Yeah, scary. Right. And the thing is to like look at the ingredients lists and talk to the server and say, here are some things that I would like and here are some things that I would not like. Can you recommend? Don't be afraid to ask questions. That's that's my big, big, big note for today. Do not be afraid to ask questions. Ask your server questions, ask the manager questions, ask the chef questions. Um, and make sure you get the food that you like. There's that that's what they're that's what they're there for. And Gico's worth trying to to dip your toe a little bit out of your comfort zone. It's 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 really good and it and there are definitely options on there that that aren't too scary. That's a good point. Try to push the envelope a little bit as far as what your palate is used to. You might end up liking it. And then our final question is from Chris, who would like to know, for your last meal, 
If you could only have one meal at some Disney property after which you would never return to any of the Disney parks again, where and what would it be and why? Okay, what's yours, Brad? I'm going to take a bit of a controversial answer because I know a lot of people are going <laughs> no. to disagree with me on this. Oh, no. I, 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 I absolve myself uh, of anything that's about to happen. I would go to 1900 Park Fair. And I'll tell you, there's a couple reasons why. Okay. <laughs> my last trip to 1900 Park Fair. You guys need to know that Brad hates 1900 Park Fair. <laughs> my last trip to 1900 Park Fair was so disastrous that if that was my last meal, I might not want to go back to Disney World. And additionally, my service was so slow that it might, in fact, seem like an eternity. So I would never actually get the feeling that I'd ever actually left <laughs> the Disney parks. I would still be <laughs> mentally feeling that. I know a lot of people love that restaurant. And every time I espouse this opinion that and, and I'm sure that, you know, we, I, I am fully aware that it depends on your seating, that sometimes the sometimes the same restaurant will, you know, the same restaurant that I loved on trip A will be a complete dud on trip B. So I'm not telling people never to go to 1900 Park Fair or anything like that. But You're just saying that you will never go to 1900 Park Fair. My personal experience was disastrous <laughs> at, a, at a level, uh, apocalyptic level. So it, uh, yeah, that would probably be my pick just so that I would be like, I didn't really want to go to Disney again anyway. Okay, so a little twist on that question from uh, from Mr. Johnson. All right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer it the way it was meant to be answered. Because she's a goody-goody. Am I right now? And you know that my favorite restaurant changes daily. But right now, I have been. Ha- I had the best meal of my life at Le Cellier a couple of months ago. It was just amazing. I got that mushroom fillet. I got the poutine. Sounds like you were di- was it dinner poutine? Or yeah, was it was it- dinner poutine, cheddar cheese soup. That's probably what I would have because honestly, that was that that mushroom uh, risotto. I just love that stuff. I mean, that's the kind of I. Those are the foods that dreams are made of. Yeah. Your, your answer is going to be kind of controversial, too, because a lot of people are turning on La Cellier right now. I know now. they there's, are. There's a lot of people lot of, are turning on La Cellier. But I have to be honest. I had the meal of my life there. I mean, it was so, 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 so good. So that's where I would go. I would go back and have that specific meal over and over and over again. So thanks to everybody who sent in a question. We will we will still be using. Don't think that just because we haven't used your question yet that we won't be getting around to them. And we would appreciate anybody else who wants to to just send any questions they have to podcast at disneyfoodblog.com. And be sure and put podcast in the title of the email. Yep. We're looking forward to seeing your questions. Thanks, guys. So let's do some trivia, AJ. Okay. Let's start out with last week's question, which was, what makes the Disneyland popcorn popcorn carts, we were being diplomatic, better. but let's be better. honest, better so than the better. Disney World popcorn carts? Yes. And the answer was? Well, we had multiple answers that we would have taken. Well, to be fair, little... we were only intending one answer, but other people gave answer other answers that were in that fact were, good. that were in fact more reasons why the Disneyland That's carts right. are just, better. Disneyland than popcorn Disney carts World. are just like <laughs> sneering at the Disney World popcorn carts right now. So from... the the original answer that we were looking for is in Disneyland they have the roasty toasties, which are awesome. Now, what a roasty toasty is for those who don't know is the Disneyland popcorn carts have basically little mechanical figures that stand there and kind of stir the popcorn. Yeah, they turn the popcorn wheel on the on little quote mini, unquote. Yeah. 
Yeah, they're not actually stirring your popcorn. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. But anyway, the Roasty Toasties are themed to the individual lands where the popcorn carts are. So in the Haunted Mansion area, you have like um, you have a Haunted Mansion cast member Roasty Toasty. And over near the Matterhorn, you have a Yeti Roasty Toasty of Harold the Yeti Roasty Toasty. And... Um, so yeah, it's it, so they're they're themed to the specific land. They're really fun. I think you have a Rocketeer Roasty Toasty over in Tomorrowland, and we just saw a Davy Crockett one, which I don't think looks much Didn't like look Davy much Crockett like in Frontierland. But it's really anyway. They're really fun, and they're they've been there forever. Very cool piece of Disneyland history. And our winner, who gave the correct answer, was Carolyn D who signed her email cj so i'm guessing her friends call her cj so i'm gonna call her cj hey cj what's up we're buds now um so and she also happened to mention that the haunted mansion uh roasty toasty was her favorite yeah um we also got answers that were the kettle corn people mentioned that you could get kettle corn in disneyland which is in fact another and caramel corn which are awesome so we would have taken those answers as well those got thrown into the if you gave those answers you were in the mix as well that's right but carolyn is the winner Yay! And she will be receiving a free DFB guide of some type. A free DFB ebook. And if you want to check out the DFB ebooks yourself, you can go see them at dfbstore.com. That's right. <laughs> so, Carolyn, be waiting for our email. We will get your book to you. And so, what's this week's trivia question, AJ? Okay, so we foreshadowed it. If you remember, the new trivia question is. What six historical figures are represented by rooms at the Liberty Tree Tavern in Disney World? You have to name all six. You have to name all six to get your... your uh, Entry. Yeah, your answer thrown into the hat. But those are on the blog. So if you just look on the blog, you can find them. They're and in there. And speaking of which, there's a, you've got a post about the Roasty Toasties there as well if you want to go see the cool little Roasty oh, Toasties. Oh, yeah. The Roasty Toasties are on there. You can we'll, – we'll put links to those. Um, in we'll, the show notes. We'll put links to the Roasty Toasties in the show notes. But we won't put links to where you can find the answers. You have to go find that yourself. Do your homework, kids. Yeah, yeah. Do your homework, kids. <laughs> anyway, excited to find out uh, – what those six uh, figures are. So if you know the answer, send it to trivia at, DF, at DisneyFoodBlog.com. Yep. Trivia at DisneyFoodBlog.com. With trivia in the title of the email. Yes. So that pretty much brings us to the end of episode four of the DFB podcast. If you are would like to subscribe, you can subscribe on dfbpodcast.com or you can go to iTunes and subscribe there as well. We appreciate all the reviews that we've been getting. They've been great. And we really appreciate it. Someone said I sounded like the person from the, the narrator from The Grinch. Yeah. So I maybe some point, maybe for the Christmas episode, I will sing He's that song. He's a mean one. Mr. Grinch. Yeah, I don't sound like him. No, not so much. But anyway, we <laughs> but really... we love your reviews. Please continue to review us on iTunes. Let people know. Let your friends know about us. If you hate us, you don't have to review us on iTunes. You nope. can just send us an email and tell us what we should do better. But otherwise... Or just don't. Or just stop listening. No, no don't. Help us. We can do better. We promise. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so for the DFB podcast, I am Brad Johnson from WDW for Grown Ups. I'm AJ Wolf from... DisneyFoodBlog.com. And we will see you soon. See you later. Bye.